Great. So we are recording now. This is Justin. I am honored to have Dr. Terry Levine, my good friend, mentor, coach. Some people call her a guru, but she doesn't necessarily love that term because she is just like us, except she has a certain brilliance, background, degrees, and acumen that she can transfer to us through her entrepreneur movement that she started, which is how I really met and fell in love with Terry, in that business can be cutthroat, full of sharks, or we can do business from the heart and still prosper because they're not mutually exclusive. But that's not what we're here to talk about today because today, Terry has, well, not today, but she's written a book. And the book is one of the most transformative and terrific books I think have ever been written. And here's the reason why for that little hyperbole. A lot of books are written based on theories or based on research or based on a lot of great information and background. And that's good. And certainly all of that forms the backstory to Terry's new book. However, when something is based on lived firsthand experience that is reinforced by research and solid science and thinking and brilliance behind it, it takes it to a whole other level. So Terry has written a book called About to Break, which is autobiographical, but isn't simply talking about how great she is and sharing her story and pouring her heart and soul out. It is also helpful because it has processes in it that transform one's relationship with a concept we can all use called forgiveness. Forgiveness of yourself, of others, of in all its dimensions, in business, in life, you know, with pets and family, in all areas and spheres of life. What a concept. I know I could use more of it. I know I always remind myself to forgive others because I will need forgiveness because nobody's perfect and all of those other great things. So Terry, thank you so much for coming today so we can focus on this marvelous book that you have written and that literally I don't know a human on this planet that doesn't need forgiveness and so doesn't need this book in their hands and in their minds so that they can practice it and benefit from it. So welcome. Wow, thank you so much. And uh, this is you know, my 44th book and all I can say is this is my most important work in the 45 years that I've been doing work on this planet. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that because I've, I've read I've, not all 44 books. I apologize. <laughs> you don't need to apologize. I've read two. <clears throat> I'm glad to hear that. Honestly. And I've loved both of them. Turbocharge Your Business is the other one I've read. And I highly recommend that, as you know, and I've recommended it several times. But let's talk about you now, first of all, your backstory, because I want you to tell us as briefly or as lengthily as you want, how, how'd you get to this point? What, okay, so so what, what am I asking you? Well, why'd you decide to write this book at this point in your journey? It's a really, really big question. So. About five years ago, I literally felt like I was about to break mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, and I'm a very 
normally positive, happy person. And I got to the point where literally I was making a choice. Did I still want to be on the planet? And made the choice obviously to be here. And I'm really glad that I've continued my journey. And I started to write for myself what was occurring. And I started to use some forgiveness processes. And the first process is called Radical Forgiveness by the late Colin Tipping. And I've been using Radical Forgiveness with clients and with myself for years and years and years. And I kept going through the process and going through the process. And I just wasn't complete. Like I still wouldn't really forgive somebody. I would think I forgave them because I do the worksheet and then I'd have an encounter with them and I'd have all the emotions still there. I'm like, I didn't really forgive them. Better do it again. And then I said, no, there's gotta be other things. So I kept experimenting. What if I add this? What if I do this? And then one day I realized that I really felt forgiveness. And the day was when I walked into a courtroom with someone who was um, suing me for saying she owned my company, even though my company was in existence six years before anybody ever heard of this woman. So we'd been in court, she'd been dragging me through court for 15 years, cost me over $300,000, a lot of time and energy. Prior to this, whenever I saw her, even though I did the forgiveness worksheets, I did not feel forgiveness. I walked into the courtroom this time and I smiled at her and I realized that in my heart, I actually felt love. I thought she's doing what she's doing for some reason. We're in this dance for some reason. I actually just love her. And, and I sat in the courtroom, just literally sending her love and light. She was a little freaked out by me. And if she would have allowed me, I would have hugged her. That's how I felt. That's when I knew I'd let go and I was forgiving. So I wrote down all the processes and I kept doing them with other experiences in my life. And then I shared, I happened to share with a whole group of client family members one day that I figured this process out and they asked me to teach it. So I taught a hundred of them. And within about three weeks, they were emailing me, calling me, texting me. I'm making more money. I feel more free. I'm happier, I have a better relationship. It was going on and on. And so they said, you have to write this in a book. And I <laughs> wrote this book over three years. Most of my books I write between six months and a year because Justin, every time I wrote a chapter, I'd say, oh, no one could read that. That's too transparent about me. And I would delete the entire chapter. And this kept going on. And finally, one day I said, I'm not sharing this book publicly. This is for me. And I mentioned something to my publisher and he said, um, can I just read it? We won't publish it. I'll just read it. And after he read it, he called me and he said, I'm still crying because I released something so large in my life. After 27 years in therapy, I couldn't. Terry, you have to release this. And that's when I decided if I just forgot about my ego and what anybody thinks of me and put it out there as a way to serve other people through my story, they'll relate on some level to something in the book, emotional, physical, uh, sexual abuse, whatever, they will relate and then they'll take the process and use it. And that's why I decided to let the book out there. That is magical and marvelous. I really love that. So, you know, I, I can certainly relate as you're talking in full transparency. You know, I kind of feel like I'm about to break myself recently. So this is good timing. Uh, same thing. I, I have done those radical forgiveness worksheets before and they work, but not 100% and maybe not even 70%. I, I'm, I've also done many, many other things. So mm -hmm. great timing on the book for me personally. 
but I also know for this planet. We have, a, before we move on to my next question, and by, I only have eight, by the way, so it's not like a nine hour <laughs> interview, but I wanted to share with you that I believe that we now have a choice because your book is out there and recommends that way of going about things where it's involving forgiveness, where it involves, you see someone that, you know, there was a situation with, and you felt that way towards her. Now that to me feels better, or I think will feel better than somebody else who's written a book, which I've read, who is currently serving as president of the United States, that does not- <laughs> We were going there, yes. That does not recommend forgiveness, but rather recommends in black and white in his book, which is a good book, you know, um, called Think Big in, in Business and in Life. Uh, but it's, he recommends revenge. So if someone hurts you, forgiveness isn't part of his process, but getting back at them and revenge and all these. And you know what? There's when I read that, I, I did smile and chuckle and I, there was a bit of, oh, that woman deserved that. And, you know, because she was really mean to him and all that. And, in, and, and he had no, no forgiveness. He just went after her. And there's a bit of that, you know, go after him type of, but does that feel better than releasing it and feeling love towards that person versus animosity? So I don't think we had too much of a choice in the past. And now we really do have a choice of which process and path we want to choose to follow. So I think that's really powerful. So. Let's move on to the next question. So that now that we know how we got here, I want to ask you what it is that you want to accomplish with this book. What do you desire to accomplish by releasing this book? This is interesting because it ties in with what you just talked about. I feel that right now there is so much lack of love in the world. There is go after people, go get them. They don't let get people get away with that. And I just don't come from that. I think what the world needs today more than ever is love, compassion, and healing. Johns Hopkins University and the Mayo Clinic both did massive studies on people who hold grudges, anger, resentment, I'm gonna get you kind of things. Those people are physically, typically unwell. Their relationships fall apart, divorce after divorce, not good relationships with their kids, their family, their parents. People don't quote, like them. Um, and I could go on and on. Their, and their income tends to, even if they make money, tends to constantly disappear. So I have found that when I've shared this with the 100 people initially who went through the process, all of them had massive transformation. This was not like, here's some information, it's transformation. Things changed and I believe that the change happens from within us because when I'm walking around in forgiveness, no matter what happens and all kinds of stuff is going to happen in life and in business, I constantly feel good. Constantly. I don't care what somebody does to me, says to me, you know, whatever, uh, crashes me online, bashes me online, whatever. When you're a presence, you're going to get that. I'm like, okay, whatever. And I really just think if we come from understanding, we are all interconnected in some way, shape and form. We are all one in some way, shape and form. Believe me, I am not a perfect human being. I'm doing the best that I can in the moment. I'm sure I've done and said things that weren't the best. And if other people forgive me, that's awesome. And if not, that's their decision. 
I choose forgiveness. I choose peace, love, and bliss. And I will tell you, it changed my life experience, period. Beautiful. And you're not poor. You prosper. You make money. You are, if I may share it, you are somebody who can be considered wealthy. Mm -hmm. So we're not talking about not being a go-getter. We're not talking about not going after your dreams or somehow, you know, not being an achiever and someone who does stuff. We're just saying that that aggressive sort of mentality isn't necessary in order to become wealthy. So uh, that that's my sort of great <laughs> thinking on that journey because because uh, otherwise I don't know how much hope I got because I try. I wish I could be more aggressive and run with those people. And I've tried before, it's just not me. And so it's if you gotta person. be that way, if you gotta be like, if, if, if people love Gary V, I love Gary V. I don't know him, I don't use his stuff because it's too aggressive for me. And if that's how you have to be in order to make money and get ahead in the world, then I'm hopeless cause. I can't do it. I don't want to do it. It's alien to me. It would feel, but how can I sleep at night? So I got to be me. And I think that what you show and demonstrate by your actions and by your being is that you could be you. You can come from the heart. You can still prosper in business. And so what kind of things are you dealing with right now? Like externally, like, like, like what, what are you dealing with? So, uh, you know, the thing that I share more than anything is that I have a neurological disease it's called reflex sympathetic dystrophy. And uh, if you don't know about it, it is the most painful disease according to the McGill pain scale on the planet. So like RSD is up here, uh, a brain tumor is down here, amputation, I mean, it, there's no comparison. Um, and I'm dealing with that. I've been dealing with it for 15 years. I was about to break because of it, literally. I thought I could not live, I could not go on. And I've forgiven myself for having RSD and RSD for having me. And I realized we're just in some magical dance and we're supposed to be united and together. And so, um, you know, I just, I live and I live happily and I live well, even though I quote, have a dis-ease, uh, it, it doesn't interfere with me or my life anymore. And prior to this, it was breaking me. Wow. So do you view this as something external or do you view that as your in, as an internal struggle? That's a very good question. I used to view it as internal. This is inside me. And then I realized it was also an external thing um, for me because I always felt like even though you couldn't physically see the disease, I felt like externally it was attacking me. So it felt very external to me. People have asked me, wasn't that an internal thing? While I had the disease internally, my belief was like somebody was constantly attacking me and it was the somebody was RSD. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's uh, we, we talked about that interesting quote that I shared from Vince McMahon, the chairman of WWE. I'm a fan. Uh, and I think that that is uh, something we'll talk about at another time, but um, it relates in my opinion to that. And I think that RSD for you is a proverbial wall of fire, both in the way it feels and in the analogy of, um, I cannot, well, I can believe, but it's sometimes hard to believe someone who has turned and transformed that into her greatest strength, really. So the book is called About to Break. You said you were about to break. So 
what was it? What was the problem that was about to break you? So it was a combination of things. First, it was the RSD and feeling like I just, I can't live another minute with this. It's too painful, it's too much for me. And second, I never thought I would do something like this in my entire life. Um, I felt, quote, wronged by a friend and I went to social media with it. Used the person's name, called the person out, um, even like mentioned him to some clients. And um, I did it publicly. I did it on Facebook. Like I would never think I would do that. I felt so out of control. And then after I did it, I had shame and remorse and guilt and thought, oh, now I've done this publicly. Now everyone knows what a horrible person I am. I shouldn't even be alive. I'm that horrible. So the combination of those two things literally had me unable to get up, get out of bed and feeling like I can't go on anymore. I'm about to break. Wow. Certainly sounds like that other book we mentioned earlier, if people want to choose that path and want to feel that way, exactly. good luck. Um, so now that we're here, what experience, what new opportunity, epiphany, now that you've transcended that and we're on the other side of this problem, of this breakage point, you didn't break, thank goodness, and you chose to release the book instead and tell us your journey. But what was that moment? What, if, if I may ask, what is that epiphany moment of yours? If you can share it with us, I know it's in the book and, and that's, and people need to read the entire book to completely understand it. But what is that key? For me, the key was really looking at choice. Here I am, here's my choice. I either just disappear from the planet because I'm too horrific to go on, whether it's horrific internally or externally, or how I believe I was perceived, or I learn how to forgive myself. Not even to first go to RSD and say, I love you. Uh, not even to go to the other person and say, will you forgive me? Because whether they said yes or no, I needed to forgive me. And that's when it actually dawned on me. Forgiveness is an inside job. Whether I have somebody else say, I forgive you. Let's say I, I wronged you in some way. And I say, Justin, I'm really sorry. You go, I don't really care. I'm never going to talk to you again. That's not anything to do with me. I have to forgive. I had to open my heart and forgive. So I literally began to embrace RSD. And I woke up and went, oh, RSD is this gift. It could have been given to anyone on the planet. No, it was given to me. Why me? Oh, I have a, a voice. I reach people all over the world on stages. I speak, I have money. I could start a foundation. I could help kids. And all of a sudden it became, this is not about me. This is about helping and RSD showing me that I have a role in this and accepting the dance. And even with the other person who I, you know, went on Facebook and did all this stuff, I went to the person and asked for forgiveness, not knowing if I would get it or not. And, and yes, I got forgiveness, which was lovely. I realized now that even if I didn't, even if the person said, you know, F you and hung up on me, I already forgave me. And that's the biggest lesson I can give you. Forgiveness is in your heart. That's 
beautiful and uh, working on that one myself. <laughs> so All the time, we all are. <laughs> we, all, we all are, absolutely. So what's the plan? So what is the plan that uh, to, to achieve this uh, forgiveness? I know that originally there were other processes from other people and all that. So um, I'm not asking you to you know divulge the book because people yeah. do need to make a purchase. They need to buy the book, invest in it. It's not expensive. We all need to own a copy. Send them to all your friends. Send, I think somebody needs to send the president a gift for Christmas which is a copy of this book. Great idea. Stick Great it under idea. his tree. And one for the wife, and one for the children, and one for everybody. But really, I think he would like the book, honestly. I really do think he would like it. But anyway, that's another point. That's politics, and I'm not into politics at all. So uh, I'm involved with it, but I don't like it. So so, uh, so what's the plan? What is the plan that comes out of this book? So, uh there are numerous steps. I won't go through everything. I will just say that you have to go back in time. And so look at every decade you've been on the planet and for yourself, surface up. What's still there? What's a remnant? When I started to write the book, I said, well, where do I begin? I'm going to tell some autobiography. I don't know. Who should I forgive? What should I forgive? And I talk about in the first chapter that wow, I had something to forgive that happened when I was a very little girl where I literally had a group of people try to kill me. That's pretty significant. Yet if you had asked me right before I wrote the book, you know, what, what would you start with? They'd be like, oh, I don't know, maybe something happened with my parents or my sister. I didn't even recall this until I took it decade by decade on paper and said, what, what happened in each decade? And when this came up, I realized, oh boy, this was still in me, it was still here. And the best way that I could release it was to go through the processes and about to break. So the first step to forgiveness is look at decade to decade, what actually do you still not forgive yourself or others for? And all I can tell you is when you go through those, just that process by itself, I have people who just do that before they do the other processes and go, I can't believe how much I needed to let go of and how much I released without taking step two. That's fantastic, yes. And obviously for the full guidance through the process and for, of course, the stories, the background, the energy of the author, people really do need to get all of that before they embark on this journey. But um, that it by in and by itself could make a big difference for people. Um, and so I really wanted to ask you what is the plan for the book. Okay, great. So the plan for the book is different than any of my other books. I want people to get copies of this book and do what you said, gift it to people that they want to make amends with. The book is small. It's not the average size book. I made it a gift book size. So I want you to, first of all, get the book for yourself and go through the processes and then start thinking, who can I give this book to? Who do I want to say I'm sorry to? Who do I want to make amends with and who can benefit? I have never with any of my books had a desire to literally get this. And when I say in everyone's hands, I mean everyone's. I think there is healing that needs to be done and this book is healing. My plan yeah. is to get this book in as many people's hands as physically, mentally, and emotionally possible, period. And create a ripple effect in our world. So so what kind of um, sort of 
conflicts or barriers have you come in along the way so far? And then, and then just Terry, we've got two more questions at the end of it that will wrap it up really quickly. So we're nearing the end of our interview. But so, so what kind of, so yeah, so, so, so what's come up along the way that's, that's uh, not helped, let's just say, like what barriers, conflicts, what kind of things have gotten in the way so far? Um, you know, life is always interesting, right? So the book was pre-release, <laughs> which means no one gets a copy. And can't tell you how this happened because Amazon can't tell us how it happened. Um, people who ordered the book all of a sudden were getting emails saying you're getting the book, even though the pre-release on Amazon still to this day says the book is not published. And all of a sudden people were showing me pictures holding the book and doing videos holding the book. And I'm like, how do you get the book? So Amazon has some glitch. They're looking into it, but the time they look into it, it doesn't really matter. So that's one. The second is, although these people are verified purchasers, they want to do Amazon reviews and Amazon will say to them, well, you can't do a review, the book isn't published, but, but they're holding the book. So it's just very interesting. And you know, my publisher and I were talking, he's like, I've never seen this with any book. I said, me either. Um, Amazon says, we don't even know how this is happening. And I said, you know what? This is about forgiveness, right? Forgive the process and understand that maybe there's some really beneficial reason people have the books early and just breathe into it and let it go. Don't fight against it. That's a big lesson. It is a big lesson. It's applying, it's practicing what you preach, certainly. So let's, uh, let's wrap this up by talking about the two most important things. What is the end result that you achieved with this book, obviously, and this process in your own life what is the end result mm, achievement well number one i'm still here number two i have a full and amazing life with or without rsd doesn't matter i'm still 100 percent i have gone back and repaired relationships that were so dear to me my niece the stories in the book the book is dedicated to her um, i was like her mom and we are back to a loving relationship i have been closer to my husband than ever before and i've been with him for over 40 years and we are closer than ever i have had greater health greater wealth i have attracted literally the most brilliant clients on the planet literally they just find me so every aspect of my life has changed that's perfect and so the most important question <laughs> you you mentioned the t word before transformation so what's all that mean hmm. those are great results but what does that mean to you how do you feel with risk of sounding like a shrink how do you feel about that I have to explain this in my own words. I've read lots of books and gone to lots of courses and paid lots and lots and lots of money for transformation. And typically I would come home and be like in the moment would think it's amazing. And then four or five days later, I'd be back into the same old pattern. It's like, ah, oh, that didn't work either. What's next? This process for me has been the end all be all. I don't have to seek anything else anymore. And the hundred people that I took through it they tell me that they're not seeking anything else. To me, that's real transformation. You know, when, when the caterpillar turns into a butterfly, it doesn't go back. This is true transformation. And it's beautiful. And you are, can I, if I may make a comment, an evaluative comment, having known you now for a couple of years, you've never looked better. You've never sounded better you've never radiated better so that i can feel it through your posts through your messages and through my interaction with you 
And I so can't wait to see you face to face and give you a big hug. So Terry Levine, the author of About to Break, get your copy, get a copy and send it to our leaders. So people listen from the United States. I have people who listen from Australia, the United Kingdom and other countries. Get a copy, it's the holidays. They need Christmas presents too, and nothing is more thoughtful than a book about forgiveness. And certainly, politicians and leaders need a ton of forgiveness going both ways. So thank you so much for coming, for talking to me, and for gracing us with your presence and gifting us with this magnificent creation, this book about to break. Terry Levine, thank you so much, Terry. My just, love to you. Same here. Thank you. Have a beautiful week. You too. <laughs> Thanks.